It's the Rostrovina Project. It's a podcast. You will like it. You are not allowed to disagree. It's a podcast. You will love it. Lots of lovely chat and entertainment. You can't disagree. I'm doing this podcast with this guy. He's got a good friend. He's a bit of a wanker, actually. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Ross Trevina. I'm joined here by uh, public intellectual Liam Amy. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah, that was... Just cut that in. Edit that in. I did my best impression I could of you. It sounded, <laughs> sounded like me, yeah. <laughs> identical. Because I order a lot of pizza, so she associates it with that. Is that? Do you ever give her the pizza? No, not a whole pizza. <laughs> one for me, like one for the dog. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't eat the crust. Crusts no? are disgusting. That's like, that's for the dog. <laughs> the main reason I have her actually, she's like a a bin that walks around, <laughs> eats up my scraps, cleans it up. I haven't used it. I haven't washed up a plate in, I don't know, like the past two years or something. I just lick some clean. <laughs> Saves a lot of water. That's probably why your ball smells so bad. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing though, because like if I, I could, like she would go for that. Ah, oh, shit. Well, no, man, my first girlfriend used to have, um, we used to have these two sausage dogs. Yeah, but one of them, Rody, he used to, because I've got like quite large nipples for a man. Like, they don't look like man. They're like, they're I've got freakish nipples. They kind yeah. of look like women's nipples or dog nipples. And Rody, I'd so I'd fall asleep <laughs> and I'd wake up and he would think, like, oh, I'm a puppy again. That looks like a little dog nipple. And I'd wake up and he'd be like, oh my little nipple, no milk coming out. <laughs> and you know, eventually I'd say, ah. Oh, Stop doing that. <coughs> Eventually, after how long? Eventually, yeah. yeah. So, uh, when, but when my when she woke up, when my girlfriend woke up, she mm. was like, "What's going? On? Uh, stop! Uh, I was asleep. Stop it." <laughs> yeah, dogs are weird, man. Yeah, dogs are weird. Well, thanks for doing this, man. So it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to it for ages. Oh, good. So there were four main topics you wanted to cover, which is music, comedy, politics, and why are we here? Oh, shit. But I made a new list today, actually. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. That is a good... Actually, that's better than the one I made today. What is the one you made today? I was going to say, hopefully Uh, we touch on any of those. It's like a kind of... I was so nervous. My list is, it says, bring up topics of interest. (laughs) Ask Ross questions. Tell jokes. <laughs> Laugh appropriately. <laughs> Act normal. What you been up to then? What do you want to talk about for your podcast? What's the theme of your podcast? I don't know. It's just anything, 
Just anything. Just anything, yeah, wherever you want to take the conversation. When we start the first one, music. Well, no, I don't what did you want to say no, about music? The, it's the Ross Trevina project. You've got to steer. I'm not, in tra- I'm not steering this boat, man. You've got to steer. <laughs> you seem very concerned if with I the steer, direction. If I steer, then like, you have to change the name to Liam Amy's project. The Liam Amy's project. Like, I'm not but this fucking... time only, it is the Liam Amy's project. Well, when you oh, said music, no. did you want to talk about your own music or you just want to talk... Music I, generally. I, I, I just talk about. My, I love. Would love to talk about my own music. Your own music, amazing. Uh, actually, probably. Uh, I don't know other music. I guess music you know, history. Recently, what's that? All right, yeah, just hang on. It's my podcast now. I'm just like. <laughs> down. You're the one who's made all the notes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> why, why, why am I the one who's making notes? This is the what the fifth one you've made. Fourth. Fourth. All right. Come on, man. You should have had the notes ready. I did. Yeah, yeah. I put those down as notes. But now I have to be the presenter. No, no. You you just seem to want to be. (laughs) No. Did I do it? I don't know. (laughs) Listeners, hang on. Listeners, text in, text in. Well, tweet us on the hashtag Ross Trevina Project. Did did Liam say he is in charge now? (laughs) Let me start with a question. What What is the first instrument you ever played? First instrument yeah. I ever played? Yeah. Um, probably like a primary school. Well, the first instrument I remember playing is the, like the, which, what is it? I always get a mix up glockenspiel and xylophone. Is the, I, the wooden one, which is xylophone. Yeah, I don't know which one's That's which. Is xylophone, is I always thought they were the wrong way around, you know, like xylophone sounds like metal. it's the one made out of metal mm. and glockenspiel, like glock. It's a wood. It's a more wooden sounding word, isn't it? So, how old were you when you played the glockenspiel? Oh, t- a child at primary school. You said, "What's the first instrument I played?" That's the first one I remember. Did you ever play recorder? Mm, no, I remember my sister doing that though. Yeah, yeah, mm. I did it as well. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, it sounds horrible. It's like torture, man. Yeah. And then you have to make all the parents come and watch it as well. Like, but it, it genuinely, it genuinely is like a horrible sound or pitch like i don't know it's never been i i cannot think of a song that's ever been popular that has had a recorder in it but, and you can't say that about many other instruments i mean it's literally awful yeah they should go like i they should give them harmonicas or something because they actually sound quite good really. they can sound good yeah yeah they pretty much sound good regardless but uh, like yeah they're always in a certain key aren't they but the recorders are just the pitch is disgusting. It's a crime against sound. The crime against sound. It's not quite as bad as a bagpipe. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's some songs with bagpipe on. I like. I think Paul Simon's used it before. Oh, and the White Stripes and so. Yeah, but you're right though. You wouldn't want like. I mean, the charts. I mean, <laughs> that's still happening. The top forty. There's never a bad forty. That's what I'm saying. Bad forty. There should be a bad forty. <laughs> Bagpipe, what? Just a bagpipe? Oh no, bad forty. Well, like maybe we could. Like that would be a good thing to do. Like bring use traditional like British folk music, like the bagpipes from Scotland and Ireland mm. and all the old Celtic folk music from from Wales as well. But fuse that with the now the modern. I think they call it drill music, <laughs> the grind music. But like mix those two genres together, like. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone's done that yet. I won't write that down. 
That's a good idea, though. Mm. Maybe don't edit that bit out because someone will fucking <laughs> steal the idea. If someone else does that before me, I'll be annoyed now. We can have no podcast left. You're just going to keep up own good ideas. We're like, oh, no, cut that. <laughs> and I'm not even lying. I had a fucking amazing idea for a YouTube channel years ago. Mm. Like, seven, eight, nine years ago. And there was no channels like this at the time. I started to tell everyone about it, and now there's loads of them. I was going to do like a reviewing sweets. Yeah. This is when like all the kids started. They have like, they open up boxes of toys. Unboxing. The kids yeah. love that. So I thought, oh, imagine if I could do the reviews of sweets. But then I was also going to go into the history of like the sweet companies. Like, oh, if it was Maynard's, it was like, oh, this, it was started by a father and son in Manchester in 1900 or whatever. Go in and go into the, details of how it was made mm. and then review the sweets you know like like you would review a restaurant yeah now loads of people do that but i told a bunch i told it i reckon this guy i told someone at a wedding i was at i was sat at the table with him yeah and i told him that i think he fucking i think he's honest all that because honestly like a few months after like all these channels started popping up and i even <laughs> told him i was like right i'll tell right i'll tell you this but don't tell anyone it's going to be a money maker, but they have millions of views, man. Like if you get a, YouTube videos, get more views than flipping like primetime BBC ITV at the moment. You know? Yeah, so yeah, some yeah. of the channels get so many views. Yeah, loads of them, man. It's a lot of money, a lot of money in it. Would you still go for a sweet channel? Or would you do something else? I think you should start recording videos of yourself playing music. Yeah. Oh, I do that. I put it on Facebook. Pop it on Facebook. You do that on Facebook. Why do you put it on YouTube channel as well? Yeah. Well, the only reason I do that would be so you could watch it because you don't have face for it. Would you not want other people to watch it? People want to see it. Some would. I don't know. I've just been doing covers recently, anyway. Yeah. Fun. But you could bring in some comedy as well. I'm doing it for the attention, to be honest. You know, for the attention. Yeah, yeah, everyone like just posting videos now. It's lonely in lockdown. Everyone's shut in their houses. Mm. I just want people to to notice me. So <laughs> I've been covering songs. <laughs> it makes me feel better. What songs have you covered? I what did I do? I did David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, five years. Do you know that one? No. That's one one of the best David Bowie songs. Okay. About, about the world ending in five years' time. Oh, it's really nice. I did Bill because Bill Withers died, so I thought I'll cash in on that. I'll cash in on his death. <laughs> get a fifty like I'll, get, I'll get, definitely get fifty likes out of Bill Withers' death. I did as well. I think I nearly got sixty. So I covered a lot of Bill Withers' song. So you're doing the covers of freshly dead people? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just, just only dead people. <laughs> I, I did a DJ set once, man. Entirely of artists that had died in aeroplane crashes. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's a. It's not something to laugh about, actually. <laughs> of course not. But... There's a lot of them. There's a, there's so many that you could do a DJ set. Yeah. And and then I ended the set. I forget his name now, but you made a song. I'm leaving on a jet plane. plane. Died yeah. in a, he died in a plane crash, so that's my encore. Did that he much? really? Yeah, he really did. Oh man, my yeah. god! But loads of people did. Buddy Holly, but uh, there was a few people who died in the Buddy Holly plane crash, mm. and I think Leonard Skinner as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
There was even some like R and B artists who died. I mean, I could add more to the set now. I think so. Basically, just cashing in on people's deaths and things. <laughs> now that is a pretty unique idea to come up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the legions of fans of your podcast. There's someone's gonna fucking steal it and make a fortune. <laughs> Tour the world with it. Yeah. I'll be annoyed. It's gonna be my fucking sweet blog thing all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you learned Glockenspiel in school. How long between that and uh, learning the piano? Was the piano like the first one you properly learned? Yeah, like, oh, definitely, probably. I only did that because of Peter, man. So these are my best friends from Brightworks. Always been a bit of an inspiration. I think he suggested, oh, let's make a band. Because I was writing poetry when I was, like, 18. Yeah. 17, 18. And he was like, oh, let's put some of your poetry to music. Mm. It kind of forced me to sing. Well, at first it was kind of more spoken word, but then I had to sing. That was the most scariest thing I think I've ever done. It was fucking terrifying, just learning to sing. Really? But and I never thought I'd be able to do it. Was it in front of people? Oh, it started off just in Pete's bedroom. So like he was like, Come on, go and do it. We'd playing on his keyboard in his bedroom and that's kinda of how Nairobi started. He gave me this old keyboard that he had and I was like, Oh, I may as well learn that now. But I started off just doing vocal. Yeah. I've actually still got some of your recordings from you were called Caution Children, is that right? Oh my god, don't, uh, yeah, keep that to yourself, mate. Don't put that on the podcast. Oh no, do you not like it? Oh, there's only one song of those recordings I like, the rest of them make me cringe. I just hate the the way I wrote lyrics back then. It's just so, it's, it makes me blush. What was the one you liked? Uh, Techno Smack. That's, that's, the, only one that's the one I can think of, yeah. I can't actually even yeah, think of the other that's ones. That's the only good one, but we, we I think we recorded, recorded about at least two maybe three little eps before we even gave ourselves the name or played yeah. live or anything we just recorded them for fun for ourselves kind of thing oh cool but, yeah pete sent me those a couple of years back years back mm. and i was like oh, oh, oh man it made me <laughs> wince it was horrible <laughs> i'll probably feel the same way about the music i made last year in a few years time as well are you always going to feel a bit cringe about stuff you did previously well, definitely back then, when you're a teenager, man, Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I was le- learning on the spot, you know, I'd never write that way now. Pretentious would probably be the word. You just like, I was trying to be impressive and use as many words and syllables as possible. And there was really no point to it or there was, wasn't that much artistry to it. It was just like trying to fulfill a job, you know, or just, and I, I thought it sounded impressive. Did you, ever, did you ever play any gigs as that band or was it only once you became Nairobi? We played as Nairobi, me, but not, we did most of those songs got scrapped, like we never played Techno Smack live or anything. Did you not? Like that. Or, oh shit, the other one that was actually quite good, my dad always used to say it was his favourite song we ever did, it was Autumn. We used to, we played that live for a bit. Oh, okay. Nice indie song. I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you're not missing out on much. No, I'm trying think... to even think of Nairobi's song. I don't remember any of them. You had that. I'm trying to think as well. You had that CD with the ostrich on the front. There's one on YouTube where where you're playing on the roof of, is it on the roof of the zodiac? Ah, oh, the roof. Yeah. What's that called? About a monkey or something. monkey puzzle tree. That one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's ba- all right. Ba- ba- yeah. <laughs> 
it's weird though if you look at that it's like fucking it, i'm surprised that cause that was the bbc who released that was it like i wouldn't release that if i owned it uh, <laughs> like a radio station or something it's <laughs> so you look at it it's odd like doesn't set everything's odd i just I, i've always felt like fucking hell did pete and will let me be their vocalist for that long when i i listen back on it it's like what the fuck were they thinking that's what i think like, <laughs> like, it sounds awful i couldn't sing i hit the wrong notes all the time the lyrics were like it sounded like gcse coursework like for i don't know like oh the teacher gets you to write a poem that's what it sounds like to me just like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh i've only just learned how to write it's horrible it's all horrible <laughs> i quite like it our latest stuff's not so bad i know yeah i never thought you were bad at poetry i, I still think you're for even the earlier stuff i thought yeah, was but pretty the thing good. is you were, when i was doing that stuff you were the same age as me oh okay I, if you listen to it now i think <laughs> I, don't think like it. <laughs> I think you're too self-critical man no uh, I don't think so, no, because I really like it. I'm really proud of a lot of the, the stuff we did in recent years. So, uh, how long was it Nairobi before it sort of morphed into Brightworks? Um, I don't know, probably, I don't know, at least a few years. We, we, we changed because we got the manager and she said, well, you need to change your name because it's not good on Google. And she was right. If you typed in Nairobi band Oxford, it would still, it would still just come up with like people playing music in Nairobi. Oh, really? So she said, you need to pick a new name for the band. And then I came up with Brightworks. And one the main reason is because I, I tested it on Google. I was like, I typed in Brightworks. There, there was a couple of things called Brightworks already, like fucking web design companies. Which <laughs> <laughs> so, it does sound like, doesn't it? Or like recruitment agencies. Yeah. What did the name Brightworks come from? I picked Brightworks because that was the only one we agreed on. I took it from, do you know the band Maps and Atlases? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the guy, Dave Davidson from that, he did a solo record, Brightworks and Batten, I think that was it. So I just took the Brightworks, like the first half of the of that. But that was the album name or that was his band's name? <laughs> that was the name. No, no, he was called, the, his solo stuff was called, fuck, I need to remember, Car Spells. Oh, okay. He just released this one vinyl. I've I've got it on vinyl somewhere. Mm. That's how I I had it because I like I, I I used to like to collect the vinyl because of the artwork on it, and especially mm. from those math rock bands and stuff. So I bought that, and then one day we were all arguing on Messenger. I can't even remember how long ago it was, but we were arguing about names, and then I suggested that, and it was the first one that the other three all said. I agree, I agree, I agree. And it, then we had some other names. Me and Peter really wanted to call ourselves, and I still stand by this. Mm. Paddy, Paddy would disagree. <clears throat> we wanted to call ourselves Puzzle Fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, and That's awesome. He came up with that, and I was like, that is a fucking cool name. That's really good, yeah, I like that. But it's all, it also kind of defeated the object. We were supposed to get more Googleable and able to be read out on the radio, etc. Yeah. You can't say Puzzle Fucks. I'm sure. I'm sure there is some kind of kinky website as well that involves puzzles going in orifices. <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking puzzles. Puzzle fact. Lovely ladies up the bum. Oh. <laughs> Ross, that we said we weren't going to be crude, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why do you not want to be crude? As soon as I said a rude word, you started saying about bums. I knew. <laughs> 
<laughs> what what are you worried about? <laughs> you know, when we get like to number two on iTunes, okay. I don't want because like I don't know what I might want to be a politician one day, and I don't want to be quoted back on things <laughs> when I'm running for prime minister. It's like, oh, you said you're gonna fuck a lady's bum on a puzzle, <laughs> and then I'll get fired. The fucking Labour Party or Tory Party, <laughs> UKIP, whatever party I'm a member of, I get fired for that. But edit all of that out. Edit all the, <laughs> the dumb bits. Oh you don't want to be crude right, at all. We're going to speak for a couple of hours, but I want it to be cut down to about eight or nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the, the above board stuff. What was my next question going to be? Uh, on to... Oh, we were talking about Brightworks already. Yeah. But... I didn't realise this was going to be an interview. This is exciting. I feel it's nice to be asked questions. Are you running for office then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm practic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't planning on bringing it up today, but uh, <laughs> I am working towards that. <laughs> Which part are you going for? Oh, I might start my own, to be honest, man. Like a mix of all of them, though. Like, yeah. Take all the good bits. So, like, I'm right and left wing, right wing, left wing, green, pro, pro, like, anti climate, but also pro climate. It's good. It's good to have a balance. Going to be like a big dis- disinformation. I'm just going to appeal to everyone and just say everything and then the opposite as well. <laughs> then I get all the votes. I learned it from um, Donald Trump. I learned it from him. Yeah. Use that tactic. <laughs> don't just you know, just lie. Don't care about the consequences. But if it, uh, but I'm going to be better than him. I'm going to appeal to everyone. <laughs> I'm going to appeal to the liberals as well. <laughs> uh, what are you going to have written on your hat? On my hat. <laughs> um. What's it? Oh, his is "Make America Great Again." Keep America. Great. Yours would be saying about uh. Uh, what was it? Sweetie Tube was my idea. <laughs> Do not worry, everything will be fine. But as an abbreviation, so like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do it, mate. So. You are gonna do it. Okay, I'm glad yeah. to hear it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> ah. So, how many shows did you play, and how long did you last for? What as with me and Pete? I guess over ten years, I think. Well, we me and Pete have started making music together when we were maybe like twenty two, twenty three, or something. So about ten years, I'd say. Ah, that's good. But for, but for a long time, we never we just used to practice at the sweat watch, you know, the old youth club. Mm. But just for fun, like the first two years, we recorded stuff, but just for ourselves to listen, you know. Yeah. Never. Gigging was, terrified me. I remember the, we played our first gig at the Sweatbox even. Did you? I feel like, we, yeah, it was nice. I thought it was quite appropriate as well. That's what got me into that kind of music in the first place, which I, I imagine is the same for you. I used to see you play there and yeah. your band with f- fucking Ian and Ian and Steve. used to and wear a Jay. dress on stage. Yeah. I was like, oh man, <laughs> that, that's what got me into rock music, that, that youth club. We were so lucky to have that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think without without that, none of like with none of that would have ever happened. It was such like, a good it got, yeah. It got Pete into guitar music as well. Oh really? Oh wow! 
Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, you remember Gary? He used to run it. Yeah, yeah. Legend, man. Yeah, the Sweatbox, man. That was the fucking making of us, man. Definitely, that's our musical history. I reckon it's probably it's the Sober Dave said this before as well. Hmm. Uh, he's made loads of projects, but this, you know, people owe a lot to that little youth club, man. It's all knocked down now. Oh, I know. Yeah, but I think that they've started it somewhere else. But uh, it was amazing, man. It was, yeah. Shout out to Gary. Yeah, he's a nice guy, man. He's incredible, man. I did work experience there as well. You know, when like. I don't know, GCSEs or A-levels, you have to do work experience. And I just did it there, and he let me do a collage in the boys' toilets. Oh, right. Of, and I, all out of music magazines. And I did a giant oh. white stripes for Massive at the time, and I mm. used to collect, like, any magazine from the news agents that had, like, a white stripes picture in, like, Q magazine, yeah. Metal, Kerrang, Metal Hat. I used to collect them, cut, cut them all out, and I did a big white stripes collage on the wall and he fucking put a locker in front of it <laughs> <laughs> it took me so long oh i still i'm actually quite upset about thinking that thinking about it <laughs> it's bringing up old uh, resentments <laughs> yeah that's so funny no, but he's a good guy he's a good guy i do remember the toilets looking particularly snazzy in there so i didn't yeah. realize you did it actually i did i did all of the wars in there the, you know it was all cut out of magazines yeah yeah I did one wall in particular that, that was just white stripes, and that's what he put the locker in. <laughs> a, that was my like. Fuck this white stripes shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, a locker had to go somewhere. Yeah. I did a whole one of like black black artists, like Motown artists as well. He like he couldn't put it in front of that. <laughs> I mean, so he put it in front of Jack and Max, the most palest yeah. people on the, the wall. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You played you you played your very last show at Truck Festival, is that right? At Truck Festival, we entered the competition. It's the second time I won that competition as well. Oh really? <laughs> so like, yeah. Did you play another time there as well? We've played there three times, possibly four. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Our friends used to have a stage there, so we, we played on their stage before and, and got in that way. It was like a kind of secret, ravey stage. Yeah. But, and then they got a stage at the, another festival in Derby called Why Not Festival, yeah. which is run by the same people's truck. It was like a secret stage, like as in not it wasn't advertised in the program or anything. And the way to get to the stage, you had to go through a pretend portal. <laughs> you had like, a fake door in the back. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like, yeah, it's like, that's like the hardest place to pull a crowd ever. We did get some people there. <laughs> but I think word got around in the end. Some people came. Duchess played there as well. We used to play with them all the time. It's really funny, actually. The, the, like the Peter, Charlie, and this, uh, yeah, Steve couldn't play bass in the end. Paddy played in the end. Mm. But they didn't believe me when I, Peter was like, oh, check that you're not being scammed. Why do you think it was a scam? Has he been caught out before? Just because they, they have no... That's how little faith they had in the band. Like, <laughs> and then I said, "Like guys, we've had, we've won this competition before." Yeah. <laughs> and then Charlie said, "What?" Charlie said, "Why does this keep happening?" <laughs> I just want to end it. We keep winning to play. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Pete just really didn't believe it. Wow. But I was like, that would be a weird scam. Like that would be a... how, like how is the scammers going to get any money out of that? Like, oh, we'll pretend that they're playing a festival, turn up and <laughs> we'll steal their guitars or something. We want you to play a, a festival, scam. but we just need two hundred pounds. 
for the king of Nigeria. For, yeah, the Nigerian prince just needs to access for his, his Ni- family's Niger, money. Nigeria 2000 festival. <laughs> yeah, the Nigerian truck festival. <laughs> they were looking yeah, for a Nairobi. <laughs> Yeah, I was amazed by how good you were at uh, Truck Festival, actually. Not to say that I didn't think you would be good. It was just the best sounding I'd ever heard you. Yeah, everyone says that. It's fucking weird, man. Because I was so ill yeah, as well. Yeah, aesthetically, just... you didn't look great. You looked like you slept in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, I felt, yeah, yeah. fucking hell. <laughs> you know what? I wish I slept in a cupboard. That would have been better. <laughs> what I did do is sleep for about 45 minutes. Is that all? Yeah, after staying up all night. When I first went to bed, I remember hearing someone trying to persuade you to go to sleep, and you were like, nah, it's five to go. How dare you? I bet you tomorrow everyone will say it's the best I've ever sang in my life. <laughs> and then I heard you coming back to the tent at five in the morning. I think you said something like, it's fine, I'll only be out another half an hour or something. Fuck, <laughs> man. I just sing everything differently. <laughs> I do my, like I put, put falsetto in most Brightwork songs, and that was you know that was gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were a hundred cough, a hundred fucking lockets or oh wow, Paul's cough sweets couldn't have solved that. It was, <laughs> yeah, game. Uh, okay, I'll just I'll do it. I'll sing like Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I go. But that was a lovely gig. That it was brilliant to. Uh, with Paddy again, and yeah, uh, it's a good way it to send thing. it off. It annoyed me that that was the end of it. Yeah. Peter, Peter decided, like, okay, let's end on a high point. Mm. Well, I, I think that's what he thought, but I, I just thought that was a bit stupid. I was like, well, we're on a high point, mm. you know, a record label picked us to play. That means a record label thought our songs were good enough to play a, you know, a fairly popular festival now. I just feel like we could have used that as a, yeah, you know, uh, a stepping stone to something else you know? yeah you could have done it. yeah it could have gone either way i think i think there was promise there i thought it was a bit of a revamp because you also had will back playing the, the oh, percussion shit. so that that yeah, was i feel I think... bad now sorry will if you're listening to this probably not probably no one listening but sorry will <laughs> i can't imagine now. anyone's listening <laughs> you can edit it back in just put, i said his name there oh, i was so good playing with paddy and peter will yeah, <laughs> that was part of why it sounded better, I think, was just because it actually had the extra percussion as well. Yeah, that was good, man. Mm. I like that. Anyway, and me and Charlie are going to start a new project, polar opposite to Brightworks. Like. Is it math? No, it's, that's what, it's not going to be math at all, man. That's the question I wanted to ask you is, what is there in the way of math now? What, math music? Yeah. Well, you've got, uh, there is stuff still going. They have that festival each year that has a lot of math, Arc Tangent. Okay. Um, Jack Dixon's band, Faf. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. One of my favourite math bands in the country. Shout and out to he them. plays with lots of other math bands. Yeah, they're, Faf, they're really good, actually, yeah. They're great, man. Uh, Jack's incredible. Yeah, Jack's, Jack's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, math, I mean, math's never been a big, I don't think it's ever in, increased in popularity. It's always been uh, steady. There's some... Almost math bands that are pretty famous, like. Well, yeah, they but they had to change, like Biffy Cairo, for example. Oh, like, yeah, they were kind they of. They were really mathy, but they had to get poppy, and and then Foles as Foles, well. Foles, I was like. going to say, and also yeah. I was just thinking about Battles. Oh yeah, they're still going, so they're still math. Their album last, I but they, shit, man, that album they had, Mirrored, I think it was called. Mm. 
second or oh, their first album. They've never taught they one of the members left after that. Yeah. That was like a masterpiece, man. Yeah. And then all their subsequent albums. They've had good songs on it, but like mm. when you make something that good, it's like everything. I uh, just compare, always compare it to that. And I love the vocals because they sound like chipmunks. Yeah. So. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I like, uh, I like the Smurfs as well. Smurfs go pop. Brilliant. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear Math is still a thing. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. It's not something I, like I, I, I listen to it occasionally, but it's not something I like purposely look for now mm. i think my taste in music's completely changed all right I, i've really got really old <laughs> like, i've now? turned into an old man but even with my music taste mm. i've got kind of set in my ways i just listened to like 50s um doo-wop and a lot of the beatles <laughs> i do find myself listening to a lot of music that was like made before i was born like elo mm. you like them yeah, lyrical, yeah. yeah uh, Phil Collins. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that was before I was born, but yeah. What's his name? I'm trying to think. Jeff Lynn. That... The guy, he's the main guy from ELO. Oh, okay, yeah. He produced um, the final two Beatles songs that were released in the 90s. Mm. It's weird, not many people know that. that oh, I didn't Beatles know. released two songs in the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He, I he was the one who mixed them. Yeah. But it was a hard job to mix them as well because they had used old John Lennon cassettes that had loads of buzz and yeah uh, you know they were you know dirty Day. tracks you know it wasn't perfect and he managed to turn them into two new Beatles songs mm. and they're you know they're okay so yeah next next on the chopping block is comedy comedy what did you want to say about comedy did I did I say that I wanted to speak about comedy you did I think it's one of the highest forms of art I think it's brilliant I agree uh, yeah, I always used to think music was the the highest form of art, if that could be such a thing. But like, you know, my favorite, most purest form of art. But and then I, sometimes I think comedy, just laughing in the face of adversity, is like without that, mm. I think a lot of people uh, would be dead. Yeah, I agree. So, and it's like it's so intrinsic in like British culture as well. I'm not sure if it's just me. It's just my default setting. Like someone says something, mm. I think my brain, my brain usually goes to the oh, what's something funny I can say back to that. Not like oh, it's quite a selfish thing as well. But no, I'm just like a slave to jokes. I think no, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a negative thing. But also, I, another theory I have is it's part of I got bullied bad at school, and I'm like, for several reasons. But I have ginger hair. <laughs> it's something I've noticed <laughs> with a lot of other gingers yeah they kind of because as a ginger boy at school mm. hopefully it's not the same anymore but like when we were kids i got called ginger like hey, oh ginger shouted out all the time. <laughs> and it kind of trains you into having back chat so like i always had something whatever back to say yeah for the bullies and i've noticed that with other ginger people as well so mm. ne- like never mug off a ginger adult because they've had like years of training and was it mainly ginger you got picked on for no mainly my neck man oh and yeah ginger as well probably those two together yeah i, I would have even possibly without my ginger hair and my weird neck i probably would have got picked on anyway i'm not sure that's kind of the way i was i, I think whatever it is people are going to pick on you do you know what i mean 
Well, the, yeah, I was like the opposite to them, and they hated. I don't know. They just didn't like me then. Fucking hell. My next question is: Have you actually become friendly with any of them since? No, no. Actually, so th- I guess this is what really cemented my hatred for them. Mm. I'm, I'm going back ten years now, but I'm I'm an adult, you know. Uh, so about ten years ago, I was waiting for Mika in the back of the Swan. Yeah. Uh, to just he's going to come and meet me. I was just having a cigarette and a pint and the back of the Swan, and then I won't name him. He comes swaggering through the back gate, one, and he saw me and he pointed at me and said. Oh, Liam, Liam Amy's, Liam fucking Amy's. And he, he was he was drunk, remember? He'd come up to me. And I thought in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, like, he's going to probably apologise for being such a dick to me at school. You know, like, he didn't. He come right up and he grabbed it. He went right up to my face and he said, you're still an ugly cunt. And fucking hell. And it just fucking regressed me back into childhood instantly. Oh. Uh, I was really upset. I think I cried about it. Mika came and he was trying to look for them. He's like, I'll get those guys. <sighs> Fucking hell. So, like, yeah, I can't forgive them if they continue to do that. Yeah. Like, you can have a cutoff point for when people are dicks. Like, oh, yeah, if it happened when they're 15, you, know, you can't hold that against them. But if they're continuing to do it in an adult life. Mm. I mean, that's something that's still. It, Makes me upset now, you know. Like people, I don't know why anyone would do that. Like trying to make someone upset on purpose. I almost feel like if people pick on someone else, then it's a sort of how would I word this? Coping mechanism. Yeah, or something. coping mechanism. Definitely, that's a good way of. Yeah, it. maybe. I, I was a bit like that. I mean, I, I, I remember some of my biggest regrets in my life. Mm. My biggest regret in my life is when uh, it's when I was a kid. I love my my sisters. My favorite person in the world. Yeah. Sorry, Ross. You're you're like you're in you're up there, but like, it's my, my <laughs> sister, but when I was two years older than her, but I used to as like when I was I, probably when I was going through pu- puberty, like thirteen years old, she was uh, you uh, you know a bit younger. I used to make her upset on purpose and get like you used to make me happy. I was a jealous kid, man. I mean, I'm still jealous now. I think a lot of kids like that, but there are genuine beliefs who do it for fun. But I didn't, I, it was, you know, it wasn't like my thing. Yeah. Some people did it like, it was like their profession at school. It was like, oh, I'm going to go to school today, going to bully people. That's probably a spectrum. Spectrum of cuntiness. Like you feel like you were a bit of a cunt in some ways, like a little bit, but you weren't in the red zone. Yeah, but I changed that, man. Yeah, it wasn't part, like... Yeah. I think that's an important thing, though, to be able to have the ability to change your mind or change your perspective. Mm. I don't know. That's something I've... I don't, without wanting to sound, like, you know, sanctimonious or self-congratulatory, like, I think that's a trait I've always had. Like, I'm good at I, I'm able to change my mind about things. Like, oh, same. I mean, I've, I've voted for the Tory party. What, in the last election? Tory's like a swear word to some people. I know, yeah. I was on the train with Charlotte. Sorry, Charlotte, to mention you on this world-famous podcast. (laughs) We was on the train back. We did this job. I was on the train, and we started talking on the train, as you do. And I Mm. said, do you know what? I think I might vote for the Tory party next. She said, shh, shh. Oh, my God. Be quiet, be quiet. Like, people might hear you. I think I said to you ages ago, it would be a good thing to see what would happen in Brighton if you just wore like 
uh, Donald Trump or Nigel Farage hat or something. And then walk around. We came up with the idea of who would get punched more, the Donald Trump hat or the person in the, the actual Nazi hat. I think you'd get so much criticism for it. I mean, I am, I'm just assuming that, but I reckon that's what would happen. A friend went nuts at me and Mika for just even suggesting we were going to be slightly right-wing ones. Mika, he said Donald Trump isn't as evil as you think or something. I mean, he's a fucking idiot. But anyway, that's not the point. Do you remember going off at me for ages just in a text message out of the random about about that? No. What? Because you liked him and I didn't. Probably that's... You see, because I used to be super liberal, I can imagine doing that. When it happened, I thought because you had mentioned your friend who was uh, getting upset about it before, I was like, has she got hold of Liam's phone? (laughs) (laughs) Or have you brought up a conversation? And then I don't know. Because it just seemed really out of place. It, we weren't uh-huh. even discussing anything at the time. It was just... Oh, dude, it's probably me when I'm out of character. I get into stupid arguments for having like <laughs> man Honestly, man, I've, done, I've had arguments about things that don't even make sense before. I remember you mentioning at Truck Festival, you were talking and you said uh, you'd changed your mind and gone slightly right on some issues i couldn't actually join the conversation because i was putting up the tent but it's really hard to explain it to people it's probably the best saying that i went right but i take it because you know i i think i'm dead in the center i also think that the modern tory government mm. like there's an it's the left think what the majority of the left think that tories are like like american republicans far right like completely like disgusting oh they won't let you have abortions or gay marriage but like that's what people assume the right are in our country but the one nation conservatives they're quite if you look at their policies they're very centrist yeah the last election had a lot of very left-wing policies they're very centrist even even if you compare the tories to the democrats in america Mm. like the like the democrats actually quite similar mm. like so, so they're a centrist party so i guess, I guess that's what i changed my mind about but people i got in a lot of trouble with some friends because i voted for the brexit party in the european elections oh okay i voted for ukip actually did you oh, the reason i did it is because i mean i wanted to remain in the european union actually what that's at the time the more i've looked into it now i think ah, it's not going to be that bad it's actually got a lot of merits and uh there's a lot of good reasons to do it but they kind of i i was just reading the left-wing media at the time and the you know the social media bubble and and all that so i thought oh yeah that's a terrible idea but then when people was that that went through that's democracy democracy is the most important thing and trying to turn back the vote that like it's the most illiberal thing ever and they were coming they were having all these like mental gymnastics to like uh, the reason why to overturn the vote and just just it, uh, imagine it was the exact two same campaigns they remain won by the exact same margin and then say uh the leave side said oh no we need to have another vote the I know for a fact, because I was I'm a Remain myself, I would say, oh, my God, how dare you? That's a, a, that's a, a travesty. You can't overturn democracy. Uh, like, how dare you do that? But that's exactly what mo- most of the left did. And it, it was kind of encouraged by um, 
the left wing press were well, definitely by the Guardian and the Independent stuff. I just didn't. It was just. It just seemed ridiculous. It was uh, hypocritical, um, against their own interest. I'd even say, like, you can't fucking overturn democracy. <laughs> and and they come up. They come up with reasons like, oh no, because they. On the bus, we'll get, they're going to give 350 million to the NHS, and that makes it illegal. And but if you read the fucking sentence on the bus, like I know it, people might misinterpret it, but it, it wasn't a promise. It said we send we send 350 million to the NHS. We said sorry, we we send 350 million to Europe. Let's fund the NHS instead. Like I don't understand where in that sentence it, they promised. For, they said we send this amount of money to Europe let's use some of it for the NHS it didn't promise I don't know it wasn't implicit that it was promising all of it and then they were hanging on that like to go against democracy and and liberal I don't know I just think that people are really confused they, like I, I think a lot of liberal people uh, you know the mirror image of what they hate I think that the far, farther left and right you go it's not like it's not a straight line. It's mm, like a horseshoe. Yeah. So like the, the father left and right, they share the same fucking ideals and they hate each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb, man. They, there's no, like, I, I became disillusioned with the left. Uh, oh, absolutely. Same. The vitriol and the, the tribalism, the ideology that, like, they, they, they're so uninclusive, <laughs> but they pr purport to be the most inclusive. It just, I don't know. There's a big mix up there. I think it's probably because of the internet. Though. I think I can't think of any other reason why, like the echo chamber. Kind of, I don't know. Go in the center. Fuck the fuck the right and the left, man. <laughs> in regards to. The feeling that you've moved further right or to the center, but it's it's almost like the left has just gone off a cliff and left you behind. Yeah, I actually, yeah, you're right, man. So they've moved, not me. I don't know. I just follow logic, man. That's what I do. I don't understand. But like when certain friends of mine, they got really angry at me when I was like, "Well, you, actually, you know, if you look at this, the Tories, the Tories aren't that bad." How dare you? There was so, uh, there's this. I think he's a comedian actually. I can't remember his name unfortunately. But he, this gay comedian, he and he said it's it was easier to come out as gay than come out as Tory. <laughs> that, that was more difficult. <laughs> his parents were more disappointed <laughs> for being Tory, but not for being gay. That's so funny. I can relate to that, man. I can relate to. That. I think that is yeah. There is a a certain madness. I've yeah. You feel more worried then about talking publicly? What, what, saying I'm Tory in public? Well, yeah, even just saying you vote for it, you don't even have to be. Yeah, dude, fucking hell, man. I, li I mean, we live in the same city. Yeah, I wouldn't dare. Like, I, I think Charlotte was right when she tried to hush me down on the train. Yeah, people would be upset. I'm, I would be ashamed to, to say it. I just can't be up asked for arguments. It's like when, you know, if you say it, uh, the Earth's flat or the moon landings didn't happen. People get people are so passionate, and, and I'm not saying those two things are true. But like, you could if you ever want to annoy someone, if you ever want to make someone angry instantly, as quick as possible, 
say the moon landings didn't happen or the, the Australia, you fucking idiot, science says it this way. But people react the same way if you say, uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even saying I'm sorry. I mean, I voted both sides. I don't know. I like to change my mind. I thought that's what democracy is all about. It wouldn't make any sense if you just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm Labour for the rest of my life. My life, regardless, Tories evil. It's like no, you weigh up the arguments, change your mind. Yeah, definitely. You gotta have a lot of respect for places that are like I don't know what they'd be called in the UK, mm. but like swing states in America that actually like the vote changes depending on the election. Mm, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Whereas somewhere like Brighton, it's always it's either Labour or Green every time. Uh, I think some of the outskirts have a bit of Tory Maybe. when the houses get a bit troubled. Aside, oh shit, I'm doing what they do. <laughs> My, my friend Jack, you, you say, are oh, you only people get more right, right wing the richer you get? And I thought, that's not fucking true, man. I've got poorer and got poorer <laughs> right wing. And celebrities, fucking cele- like the left are dominated by like every fucking actor, mm. football player, everyone, anyone who's got money, they support the left. And people say, oh, the, the right are all about Tories. Mm. And then the working class overwhelmingly vote for the Tories and they're still accusing the Tories of being money grabbers. The, the fucking, the Tories are, 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 it's flipped. The Tories are now the party of the, uh, of the poorer mm. people and Labour is the party of the richer people. That's what the, if, if London didn't exist, the Tory, the Labour party wouldn't exist either. They'd be like some fucking, like the monster raving loony party. Right? <laughs> They'd have sold all Is it mainly right? just London boroughs then? But yeah, that's where they look at. If you look at the map where the red bits mm. are, I mean, don't quote me on this. I mean, I'm just doing diagrams. But no, that's where most of them are. London's mostly completely red. Yeah, that's crazy. It's weird that cities seem to attract more left wing views, whereas more countryside towns are more right wing. Yeah, get yeah, kind yeah. I can. It, it, there is a bit of truth to like. Like people say, Tories are people. A lot of people vote Tory because they're scared of immigration. There is some truth to that, and that's why the like the the places where there's high immigration, it's usually more Labour than Tory. And the places where there's sod all immigration. <laughs> so maybe we should go through some. If I just quick fire ask you if you're closer to left or right, it's not even a good way to measure it, but on different topics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm going to find out something about myself. Yeah. Well, let's start with immigration. Immigration? Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to have some kind of control. on it. I, that's something I'd be quite liberal about. I mean, it doesn't seem to cause that much of a problem in Europe, and we're on an island. Something we control already, and I would say the level of immigration we've had is... It's not caused us any harm. Um, it's not something I'm worried about. But you sure? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I, but I think it, it is something you should have some control over. It'd be weird not to. Like, you need everything. I, I, I think everything needs to be regulated to some extent. But like, it's not something I'm worried about. Okay, so you would you'd say more more centre left on that. Um, let's think of some other things. Uh, guns. Guns. Legalization. Yeah, I hate them, man. I, I, that's something I can argue quite passionately about. I used to live with um, some American people as well uh, when I lived in London. Were they pro or anti? Uh, two of them were anti, but w- one of them, she's actually a famous author, author 
Uh, I guess I can give her real name because it's like a plug. She's been on like the Bill Mayer show and stuff. She's a great author. She writes writes about poverty, and she had, I learned a lot about American politics from her. She she explained it quite well. She's called Linda Tiaro, uh, T I A R O. If you look her up, any books in particular? She's very I can't uh, I can't remember the name of her book. She had one book that got really famous. She's probably written some since. But um, she explained to me, like, how... Because I didn't understand, like, why the fuck America wants guns so much. And also, I didn't understand why they were so against free healthcare. And she just explained how it's, like, it's ingrained in their culture. Like, um, people in... The majority of people in America are absolutely terrified of socialism. Don't quote me on this as what she said. And she said that, like, they don't want to pay tax. They're like, why the fuck would I pay for someone else to get a a lung transplant or an operation? They could be a dick. I don't want to pay for some other fucking person's thing. And America's so segregated as well. If you look at them, like, the way the population is dispersed out there they're really backward man they have like hot entire my two friends from minnesota are black guys and they just lived in a lived in an area it's like pretty much it's just black people and that's common throughout america but that doesn't happen here at all like like, i think to some degree um, it does but not so much in what segregated by color by street like purely on the color of your skin I think uh, I think different cultures end up living together, yeah, like Chinatown. Yeah, cultures like religion and that, but that's not the same in America. Like, I know, yeah, that seems to be out of uh, choice of the people who live there, though, not just some kind of outside force. Yeah, I guess, but the, you know, choices are limited as well, aren't they? You can't. It's, it's odd. I mean, I'm, they 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 thought um, when they come and they they say that me in London, they was amazed how inclusive it was, and they. I don't know. I, I guess I, I lived in London for so long. Uh, I'm idealistic of that. But I, I don't think there's any in our country where people are segregated by skin colour alone. Definitely by culture and religion. Like you have areas of Hasidic Jews and Muslims and stuff. But that's religion. That's that's culture, like you said. But like in America, it re- it really is is odd. There are areas where you, you, people would be scared to go because of what uh, skin colour they are. That's just really odd. And the gun thing is ridiculous. So, uh, sorry, that's a really convoluted answer to your that's right. guns thing. I say no to guns. You say no to guns. Put it in the bin. Guns go in the bin. Right, I, I would. I, uh, I actually quite like guns. <laughs> oh, they're cool. Yeah, just play it on the PlayStation, but... man. Fucking hell. They kill kids. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, no. We but, had yeah, one... that's, that's the same as saying someone, uh, cars can kill people. But I guess the argument. No, it's but... not. It's too... No, it's not. No, no, no. no. Not... Listen, hear me out. Hear me out, man. Hear me out. Don't you, don't you dare put that out without me fucking <laughs> criticizing that. It's not the same thing at all. Well, okay, uh, but I think I think there is a sort of in places where what gun you, ownership so you, is not. What you think, uh, Let me talk, man. If you want to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, that's fucking ridiculous. You could, mate. Come on, man. What are you? You haven't let don't... me say anything. What? What are you going to ask? Don't, don't, ask a question don't, don't, and let don't, me answer. Don't, don't. <laughs> no, what were you, what were you yeah, going to say? Yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying it's two completely different things. It's a, yeah, I, okay. That, that's a bad uh, I think I know where you were going with it. So one, I'm going to understand your argument. 
one you think well, one I'm only has to... one use and then one has another use yeah okay but uh, there's there's the deterrent use of guns which is the fact uh, in america you can have concealed carry that means you don't know if someone has one or not and just oh, that... dude, you're... i think you basically my argument against you you summed up in the first three sentences mm. The two things have completely different purposes. Like, and guns, cars cause death by accident, and guns cause death on purpose. Right? So not only do they have different purposes, but the reason guns are regulated for us. No, no, no. I'm saying people can use cars as a weapons. That was I wasn't talking about car accidents. Uh, yeah, they can. Yeah, but I could use my fucking. I could use this. I got a. Uh, the ukulele here, I could use that as a weapon as well. Exactly. So why? Just look at the statistics throughout the world, man. We had one school shooting in this country from the Dunblane massacre, and we banned all handguns and automatic weapons after that. Never a school shooting since. Do you know the the amount of children that have been murdered? It's fucking awful. It's like, children dying is like one of the worst things that can happen. Period. But I mean, driving cars has a, people aren't driving around killing people. And that's not become a culture. That's not become an epidemic like it has in America. I, and guns are fun. I, I get it. Guns are cool. You guys shoot like BB guns and stuff. But I don't know. It just seems obvious. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I'm not. I'm not arguing for that. You can't. You've got what. Whatever argument you use, you've got to fucking acknowledge the amount of children who die by it. Like that, I guess that's my main point. That's the worst thing that can happen. Children dying is the fucking worst thing that can happen to a human being. Right? Uh, innocent children, and that's the reason guns should be regulated. In America, it's become a culture. But yeah, yeah. But you're using America as the one example. There are so many other countries where you're allowed to have them that don't have the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. No, I've kind. Of, I have what this, not, but they are more regulated, though, right? Like Canada. Yeah, yeah. That might even be sort of, maybe it is an issue. I don't. I, I, I wouldn't want to speak out of turn. No, you're right, man. But people need to figure out what's fueling that culture and and stop it. Every time someone in politics in America suggests regulating guns, people go nuts and they're like, oh, you're fucking... "Can I make an argument for concealed carry?" Yeah, sure. Dad, you're gonna fucking turn up to my house with a fucking hidden gun. I'm not allowed to own one. I know. Plus, I wouldn't. <laughs> We're just having a healthy debate. Um, so, so obviously, you have the school shootings, which are horrible. There are some things that come about from the general public not being able to own guns, and one example of that is uh, moped robberies in London, mm. and also what's uh, it called acid and acid attacks. Well, yeah, if like, think about countries that do have guns. Dude, People aren't dude, just going to... Come on, think about this logically. So if you introduce guns into that situation, why, why do you think the moped... The people on the moped, they're using acid and and pepper spray. Why do you think they're using that? Because they've not got guns. That's the only weapon they can have. If you introduce guns as protection, it's not solving anything. They're going to have guns as well. But yeah, yeah they, well, they might do if they're allowed to buy them. Yeah, if they if you introduce guns, the fucking people are gonna. I, I, I mean, man, I lived in London. It's fucking disgusting. People get stabbed. So you're saying that no one's allowed to own them because some people are dickheads. That's your argument. <laughs> no, I didn't say no one's allowed to own them. I said they should be highly regulated. 
automatic weapons like shotguns and that i don't mind you keep saying automatic weapons as well but it's not uh, nowhere in america you're allowed automatic weapons you're allowed semi-automatics all oh, right well that's what i meant i meant semi-automatic semi-automatics are basically that's one pull per pop and then but an automatic would be like a machine gun <laughs> dude that fucking guy he shot like so many people from that hotel room i know like semi-automatic weapons they're fucking dangerous I know. that was the debate about bump stocks after that wasn't it because he Shit, man, you love guns, don't you? What the fuck's bump stocks? You know what I word? A bump stock is that uh, I just know a bit about them, man. I don't love them. I'm not letting you round anymore, man. I'm scared, man. You've got a concealed carry or something. <laughs> You're fucking dangerous, man. <laughs> this is what I was worrying but... about. The far right, you've gone, to... mate. You've gone up the horseshoe. <laughs> You're, ar- You're arming yourself. It's not far right, man. I don't think the Nazi party would allow you to own guns either. What? They're not. What? You're saying I'm far right for, for no, thinking. I'm sorry, go- I'm worried, man. <laughs> What's this joke, Ross? Come on, play along <laughs> for the listeners. They've got fans. <laughs> not worried. I've got gun as well. People in the UK have, with good reason, have almost a magical impression of guns where as soon as you have one, then there's chaos everywhere. But everyone owns things in their house that could do endless damage. But there's no chaos. Really? Well, there's hardly any. There's still some chaos, but. What well, I do? You reckon, what? What? <laughs> shit, man! My house is no. I'm everything. I'm looking around me, and everything I'm imagining is a weapon. Exactly. I've got a Fratelli's CD there. I hate that fucking album. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> use that. It's like a ninja disc. I'm straight out of the window. <laughs> you, uh, you've angered me about your passion for guns. Right. Let's move on. Hi, welcome to the Rift Reader Project, and it's a new feature, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, when do you first remember having an experience with mental health? Since being a child, I think I'd say like since... Was it the default? No, it it got really bad, but it's it's common with with, uh, the bipolar, what I've got, it like really gets bad when you're like, in your early 20s i think well that's what i've read that before okay but i remember having um like they call it suicidal isolation even when i was like uh very young like younger than 10 possibly i remember like planning on using my scare let's you know scare electrics the cars you drive around yeah it had like all these wires connected to the scare electrics and i got like i was obsessed with like hanging myself Fuck. and, and I, I even like tried you know started doing it right now i i actually i listened to a podcast recently i think it was with adam buxton one of the new ones he released this and he said how like he had this really this premise that at first sounded ridiculous he said if Sil- sylvia plath um if she, she was t- five years in the future, she wouldn't have killed herself. It's likely she wouldn't have killed herself. But he was saying that, and it's really common, people idealize the method of suicide. So back then in the early 60s or whenever it was, the most common form of suicide for women was putting your head in the oven and gassing yourself because they had a certain type of gas. Oh, and five years later, they changed the gas. Oh, okay. Thing. And But he said, like, studies show, it's so common, it's the, like they there's that bridge in um, is it Chicago, San Francisco, maybe, 
the Golden Gate Bridge. That, and, the like, one that the documentary The Bridge is based on. Oh, yeah, shit, man. Do you see that? That's insane, isn't uh, it? Yeah, I kind of half-watched it. I, just, I, I need to actually watch it again fully because yeah. I don't think I made it all the way through. People are drawn to it. And when I read that, I, I noticed that in myself. Like, I, yeah. I think I, as a, at a young age, I had they call it suicidal isolation. I was just had this obsession of like hanging myself. And was it was this a a means to an end, like because you wanted to end your life, or you just for some reason had a like an obsession with the idea of hanging? I don't think I started. I started to get like re- really depressed when I was in you know, my late teens, like, mm. and I was it was it was just a ridiculous depression, you know. It just it takes over your whole body. I can do things. I got sectioned a couple of times, put in hospital. I was just, I was absolutely insane. And, you know, mm. brain didn't work right. And, but that was just depression. depression. And I, I've had also like in my twenties, I've had years where it didn't really bother me that much. Mm. But then it, I, it, it, like I got diagnosed with the bipolar. Yeah. I think like two years ago now. Oh, okay. And it was kind of nice to know, like, so, like, it's the first time they've said like oh you've got this and it it like really explained everything and the medication they give me for that antipsychotics really help but it it kind of got it got i don't know in different stages in my life it's been different symptoms oh okay i just i was sure i just had to put like oh depression at first like how how does depression differ from bipolar well you get depression with bipolar uh, bipolar but like you have the manic stages as well mm. so like i don't think i had like the manic stages in my early 20, 20s i was just really depressed like i was crying or like just fucking i was just felt constant uh like a sense of a constant sense of foreboding and just you know, meaninglessness and it was really like I still get d- depressive moments like that. No, you can't do anything with it. But I, it's kind of I, like the what I have now is is preferable, like preferable to what I had before. Because I yeah. have like active moments. But also the medication they gave me, like Jesus Christ, is like it. Uh, it's a, a godsend. It's mm. Really bloody hell. Quite quietopine, quietopine. Is that the Rich. one you're on currently? Yeah. It's amazing, man. It's the first, first, I've had so much medication over the years, and they always had you know, side effects, plus points and bad points. But yeah. this is oh, it sorted everything out. Yeah. But I think I got quite lucky coming to Brighton, to be honest, man. That's why it all all got better. Like the NHS and mental health, the men, mental health service here from the NHS is like leagues above what it was in London. Was oh, really? That's before. interesting. We really struggled to get me appointments. Oh, overcrowding. You know, Charlotte walked me to a hospital one night, like from Leytonstone to Wolverhampton, like a, a couple of miles. And it said they had like a drop-in centre that was open to like one in the morning. So I was so nuts and walked all of that and they wouldn't even let us in. And the lady said through the window, wouldn't even let the door. He said, he doesn't look very ill. What? Go to A&E. And we was like, no one fucking came here because it said on the website to come here. And she wouldn't. Oh. Go to A&E? And like, yeah, that's the only way a lot of the time. You've got to go to A&E. That's crazy. To get mental health support. But you can only, like, that's only if you're going proper nuts. 
That's only if you've done damage to yourself, surely, isn't it? That you go to A and E. Yeah, no, but if you, you like, they'll suggest you to do that if you're like having thoughts of doing bad things, and oh, fuck. like an ambulance will come. They're good for that. Man. Mm. I've had loads of ambulances for that reason. But... Have you? <clears throat> yeah, more than I, more than I can even remember. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. You were you were talking about a certain memory loss you had the other day. How many times have you experienced that? Yeah, from last month, man. That was so shocking. Like I couldn't. I I thought Mika was even joking at first. Like he's like, yeah, don't you remember? It was uh, uh, like I ha- I came here and you had stacked a pile of books up and you, you to hang it to as a platform, and I was carrying all these books around. And then my mum and dad came and they had to call an ambulance. And then I went to hospital and my dad stayed the night and uh, with me. Like, this is like 48 hours of activity. And I just couldn't, I didn't remember anything. What were you doing with the books? Like making a platform to hang myself from. Oh, I see. Okay. But he said he came in and I was carrying books around. I didn't know what kind of planet I was on. I guess it's kind of good I don't remember it no yeah I've done shit before man I fucking went to meet Charlotte after she finished work yeah one day in the summer I think two years ago and I went in my boxer shorts yeah and some <laughs> and she was like what the fuck and she took me straight dragged me into a charity shop she was so embarrassed and like bought me a pair, <laughs> a pair of trousers well you just left the house with no clothes on yeah I walked <laughs> I don't know what it's it's horrible, man. I can, but I can remember that as well. But I remember thinking, this is fine. These they look fine. I thought these books they look like normal shorts. Yeah. Do you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe maybe everyone else. I mean, people were staring at me a lot. I think. Oh damn! Damn, these look good. You know that I have got quite saggy. You know, um, never regions. So (laughs) they've fallen out the bottom. Little Tesco testicle winking at people <laughs> were you saying that was a time when you had forgotten uh, and sort of came to i don't know why that's the thing it's, it's insane i don't know why i did i remember doing it i remember thinking it was normal but I, i've got a few moments like that in my life i've gone completely rogue. yeah we were talking a little bit about drugs earlier weren't we there's only like a little bit i want to go into like when we were kids, we a lot of mandy and ecstasy and stuff in the twenties. Yeah, but a few to, I've only done it a handful of times over like like as an adult. Yeah, I'd count myself as an adult now, and it's all. <laughs> and but that sent me crazy. There's been a couple times, and that's ended up me being like nearly sectioned or hospitalized. I, one time, the birthday party, and I ended up. I went completely river. I went up on the ridgeway, like miles and miles away. Just climbed up a tree for some reason. What was that from? Ecstasy. Well, the MDMA, you know, like, but God knows what. I don't know. You never know what it is when it's like that crystal stuff. I think that's probably the, one of the last times I took it. And it just sends you nuts. But I, I often wonder because, like, the group of friends we were in you know in our early 20s and i feel like we really overdid it it was like with the ecstasy like every weekend at the coven nightclub i've never had that feeling since you know it used to give you a bit of a rush but 
like mm. it doesn't do that no, anymore. No, yeah. It just it makes me very worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like I came out yeah. of that very unscathed actually. Yeah, fair play, man. We did uh, we did I think a lot of us overdid it. But actually I say that that's just my own experience because I know a couple of people they still use it kind of frequently and they enjoy it still. Maybe it's something to do with like the science of bipolar. There's definitely something wrong in my brain. Uh, I know I always used to think, oh, it's like, oh, it's probably just nothing. It'll get better and stuff. But I'm glad I accepted it. <laughs> You're learning to lean into it, you think? Well, no, not lean. It's just like, I used to, I don't know. It's just like, when you know, when you like, you've got to accept you've got the problem. But I honestly, I just used to think, oh, it's probably because I'd give loads of reasons for it. It's like, oh, grow, grow out of it. Stuff. But like, I don't know, when you've like the fourth time you get sectioned, it's like, oh, man, you know, maybe, maybe there is something wrong. How old were you uh, during all these sectionings? Um, young. And then the last time it happened uh, wasn't that long ago it was like two years ago in oxford oh, oh, really? i really don't like to even relive that that was horrible you, you don't have to go into anything you don't want yeah i don't know it's just like we I'm, I'm just wondering if you were there we were going to go to this festival well we did get i managed to go to for one day in the end in oxford well i can't remember this what it's doesn't, called. I, I wasn't aware that you were in a couple of years ago so i don't think so yeah but actually, that time, because it like, it's quite funny actually, because I, I managed to get out in, in under forty-eight hours. But it's because it's happened to me so many times before. Like, I know oh, okay. what to say to get out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to have these interview stuff. And I, I mean, they took me in handcuffs. It's a police film, man. Fucking, I, that's what I hated because it was in Oxford on like, is it George? It's where the cinema and the, the theatre is. And, mm all the restaurants yeah. there and they fucking handcuffed me dragged me into a police car and like I don't know people could have seen like, me that I knew and stuff I'd work, I was working were you acting up or acting peculiar or what, what was their reason crazy I just, like, kept running away and uh, I just didn't I was just completely manic yeah just running about poor old, poor Charlotte man She's like running after me, and then you know it must be so horrible for her. It's just the phone, the blaming police. But you know, I don't like I don't blame her. I would have done the same if it was her. It's just me. I just used to overreact to things a lot. But since then, that's kind of what got me the proper help. That's the last time that I would say that I, it was like a genuine psychosis, where it's like your your mind. It, you lose control of your own mind. I haven't had that since because I've been on on the uh, quietopine. Quietopine. I never know how to say. Mm. I'm glad you've managed to find one that uh, seems to be working. Yeah, I'm glad too. Quite nice actually. It, gives, it keeps me really regular because yeah, you, you, you it, take it before bed. It makes you so like it knocks you out. I go to sleep at pretty much the same time every night. It's good to have a routine, I think. I think that that's very important for people with depression. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. And 
mental health conditions like that i think routine mm. can solve a lot of a lot of problems man yeah I, I agree i don't even have depression as far as i'm aware but there's even just having some kind of routine yeah for you for you, you like your bed routine is amazing your what what do they call it ad adhd yeah oh fuck just having the realization if you put stuff down on the list then you'll remember oh, to do yeah, it it's so important man <laughs> that is it's so fucking simple yeah. dude it's ridiculous like uh, like it may writing things down it helps so much like i use even when i used to write songs i never used to write things down i used to write them in my head and I forget like half the shit I'll, I'll try and remember that but now i've got a war calendar and it makes me want to be a better person because i put things on it I'm like shit i'm gonna get into it oh that's good do you set goals for certain days do you like have all right i want to do this this day yeah i try to but also, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I write things down, and I, you know, I have to write it down again on another day because I didn't do it. I'm not that good, but it, it certainly helps. Oh yeah, no, everyone does that. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> I totally misjudge how long something's going to take. Oh yeah, man, me too. I, I used to have that problem. I, everyone <laughs> used to fucking say hate me because I was late all, all the time. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> they'd say like oh meet me in 10 minutes and i would think oh 10 minutes i'll just fit an episode of the simpsons in (laughs) yeah that's so funny yeah oh god so bad the time people uh yeah i don't remember you being particularly bad actually but maybe i was just as bad oh thanks mate (laughs) yeah was there anything else you wanted to touch on in regards to mental health oh um, mental health um i don't know i don't know I feel really bad because just because I ended, I don't like, I just talked about myself for ages, but I didn't, I don't know. Mental health interests me. I've asked you to come and talk about yourself, so. Well, I don't know, man. It doesn't interest me that much. Actually, why do, it, but mental health doesn't interest me. No. And that's what I want to say. You have a unique perspective. <laughs> this is like, it's like, like talking about what trousers I wear all the time or talking about my socks. It's like a daily thing. I'll tell you one thing about your trousers. You always used to wear trousers that didn't have sufficient pockets in, so you'd always lose things. (laughs) That's something I really remember about you. Yeah, I used to lose... Oh, shit, I was well better. I used to be famous now, didn't I? (laughs) I think I just... I used to drink a lot as well, so like things fell out. There was one time I remember we was all at the football club. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, I've lost, I've lost my weed. And I was getting, everyone was trying to look for it for ages. And the whole time it was just in, in my socks by my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> was it you who left a keyboard on a train twice? Dude, do you know what? It's worse than that. <laughs> I left it on the train like a an overground train in Victoria once in the overhead storage. And one time I left it on the underground on the Northern line. And one time, I'm not sure where I left it, but I think it might've been on the bus in Manor house, but. Oh, so always on public transport. You've at least yeah, three times. Much, yeah. Oh my God. So it's therefore. How are you not just clinging onto it the whole time? In London, I was pretty tipsy all the time. Oh, okay. Did you come complacent a little bit? I'm not sure. Is is complacent the word? Just useless. Maybe you. I just was fucking useless to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just bad man. 
I get distracted a lot. Each time it happened, I was with like, no, no, that's not true. One time I was just by myself and I ran back to the train and would see it being driven off back to fucking oh, no. Reading. And then I text oh. them, I lost property and everything. Thought someone might hand it in and be nice, but no. <laughs> I just imagine you having like a text chain, like three, three different ones. Yeah, done it again. <laughs> no! Bobby, yo! <laughs> just don't take it out of the house now. Uh, any other uh, topics you want to discuss? Hang on, let me look on my list. I think I just wrote Jack Mills on it. Yeah, I did. Shout <laughs> out to Jack Mills. That's Shout it. Shout out to Jack Mills. <laughs> it's not a list, really, if it's just got one thing. It's just a sentence. <laughs> Shout out to Jack Mills. Yeah, because he was worried. He said, oh I, lo- oh, I love Jack. He's like, oh, Liam, I'm sorry. I might have dropped you in the shit. I asked uh, Ross how he edited podcasts, and he said, how did you... He said, Ross said, how do you know about that? <laughs> I, I think I might drop you in a shit. I said, don't worry, man. He didn't tell me to keep it a secret. It's fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just asked him out, out of curiosity, how did you hear about it? I assumed it was you, but I was wondering if I told anyone else and just forgotten. Uh, anyway, he was like, oh, my God, I, bro, I told a secret. <laughs> it's not but, a secret. It's just I haven't uh, told anyone. <laughs> yeah, man, we've got legions of fans. Like, everyone knows about it. He's done podcasts before, hasn't he? I did a radio show with Jack once. It was really fun. Yeah. He said he's starting another podcast soon. I always think of Jack as my little Jack. He's a man now. He's great. He's better than a man than I am. <laughs> uh, don't put yourself down. You are comparing yourself to Jack Mills, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it's like, I was just feeling like there's not many people. I don't. I can't think of anyone I like more. <laughs> I put you on. Is it going to be a problem if I put you on loudspeaker? Hands free, so you can wank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how did you know? Because <laughs> we were just talking about Jack Mills. Because <laughs> I was talking about yeah, but he's got a nice little bottom, hasn't he, man? <laughs> we all went on this um, holiday on a, a barge boat, like what they call canal boat. Yeah. Last holiday years ago. Yeah. And we all got like there's eleven of us. Jack yeah. Mills was, was there, and we all got kind of cabin fever, and we all started to like fancy Jack Mills. <laughs> <laughs> His little bum, and that. He's the youngest one as well, you know. He's like. He's still got his youth. <laughs> he's not that much younger. He's only like two or three years younger than us, isn't he? He's definitely younger, man. I used to be like his kind of scout leader at one point. <laughs> right? so, see... I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Mate, the jury were undecided, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, to proven guilty. Use your shame and your new shark. Give him a good bumming. <laughs> Scouts does have a bad reputation for that. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, did we even wear shorts at Scouts, actually? Well, no, they usually they made us take them off. So. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't on for long. <laughs> One of my leaders actually uh, become a paedophile. You were showing me on the sex offenders register or whatever it was. <laughs> I worked with them as well. It's funny because and uh, Mika always because Mika works at the same place as me. Yeah. And he really didn't get on with Philip. Yeah. And he used to say behind his back, he looks like a pedo. He looks like a pedo. <laughs> and it's like he was fucking predicted it. Like his dad though was fucking awesome though. He, yeah. Peter. Uh, he was a. Uh... Oh, the bloke is pretty crazy. Uh, he was just one with the wild, really, wasn't he? 
thought himself to skin a rabbit and then he was using the rabbit as a puppet, put his finger back <laughs> in the skull and was doing like little, like it was fucking sooty and sweep or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scouts is funny. Let's talk about you. You're turning it, turn it around, you're interviewing me. So Russ, what is your biggest secret? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> obviously, hi, you got some big dark secret there. I'll take that to the grave. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> What's Liam's biggest secret? What's your biggest secret? Yeah, I actually I don't want to get arrested. I think that's about it. Okay. Nine eleven. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> bleep it out. Bleep it, Ross. Bleep that one out. I'm going to persuade you to make a YouTube channel. Uh, but you have a secret uh, no, mailing list that. at the moment. Yeah. That... People will start commenting and they'll be like, fucking fag, this is gayest music ever. <laughs> you worried about <laughs> the bad reviews? Yeah, definitely. I don't even like it that much. <laughs> that was just for you writing it to yourself. One of, I, there was a review for my singing once. It was when we, I was in Brighton. Oh, wait, work. was this, uh, what's it called, magazine? Night Shift? Uh, Night Shift. Yeah. It said, the lead singer sounds like he's about to burst into tears. <laughs> so that's why, that's why I'm not having a YouTube account. <laughs> that was a magazine, Noxon, that I actually quite liked this as well. They were, they were, they didn't say that many bad things about the other. <laughs> Was that your only negative review from them? They actually said some other bad things in that review, actually. I, remember, I, only, I only just remembered. So they did slag everyone off. They said, <laughs> they said oh man, it's actually really funny. I oh. actually like it. They said, it, it's Brightwork's idea of a Friday night out is a cup of coffee and a game of Sudoku. <laughs> That's how. That's not, that's most of my days. <laughs> I I was angry at that because I was like, I'm yeah. fucking, I drink, man. Like, <laughs> I'm bad at maths. <laughs> and that's completely inaccurate. Like, it was an insult. It just I think there was a dig at our music because you know probably because of the math rock. You'd have to be good at maths to do Sudoku though. You just literally, it's just. <laughs> One to nine, and if it's not in the same row, then it goes in that row. <laughs> I've, I've never even tried. I read, I've seen it in the newspaper, and it explains how to do it. And it's that's it's like fucking hell. I definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it just does not sound fun. It is pretty I, good. People doing it, I was like, fucking hell, do you not have Facebook or something? Do, do you like Rubik's cubes? No, I hate Rubik's cubes. <laughs> I, love fucking, I smashed mine up, man. Really? I was really upset about it. That's why I hate it. <laughs> why were you upset about it? An original one, and it's like sentimental because it's from my like uh, granddad. No way, good. God rest his soul. But I got angry one day. I got angry and I threw it against the wall and it all smashed into pieces. That's a shame. My friend Henry, I saw him do it in uh, um, like a minute. And forty seconds or something one time. Yeah. You just learnt the like algorithm or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there are certain algorithms you do. I I I do around two minutes, I think. You do it in two minutes? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I'm I'd I probably wouldn't have slagged off Rubik's Cube as much if I'm I didn't know. <laughs> Taking offence to it. <laughs> <laughs> 
eight Rubik's cubes and never did. I threw my one against the world. <laughs> and it's like you're uh, passionate about it. I feel bad. I now. enjoy it. I, I just like puzzles and stuff. Yeah, fair play, man. I don't enjoy puzzles or IQ tests. That's like my worst nightmare. Yeah, you do them online sometimes, like an IQ test. <laughs> it just frustrates me so The much. ones you find online, though, they're, they're not real, are they? Well, no, uh, what, what do you mean? They might have real ones online, but it's usually like a four-question one, how smart are you? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and it comes out, it's like, you look like an Indian woman. So that's not even happened. <laughs> they always do this fucking do a test like what would you look like what race oh yeah fucking and the people post that and it comes up on my thing and it annoys me <laughs> care what fucking race don't look like it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the snapchat things where people take a picture of themselves and it's like what something are you and then it would just like spin around and choose something random yeah fucking <laughs> Yeah. They, they, in the old days of the internet, there used to be like chain letters like on emails. Do you remember that? It's like pass this on, otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Send it to a hundred people. People like still kind of do that kind of thing. Fucking posting stupid and then stuff on Facebook. Yeah. The worst. The worst things are the videos that are like jump scares. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck. Someone got me on that the other day, actually. Recently? Oh, wow. What was that? Yeah. I think it was like, so it was zooming in on a... Someone guy had a snake. All right. I think it had something to do with music. That's why I clicked it. I fucking shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I commented. I said, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> you're a cunt. Harrison <laughs> so did that and like boom fucking dropped all my dinner everywhere or something. It's dangerous, you know. She doesn't you don't know what people are doing at that moment. Yeah, yeah, they might have a hot cup of coffee and a baby. <laughs> Newborn baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. Both hands. Then, oh, I watched this video about a snake. <laughs> I think people who send me scared videos, they should lock them up. <laughs> outlaw them they are pretty terrifying i agree with that give them you know you know a jail sentence but not for too long just a little and anything else you hate on the internet um the things where it's like uh you won't believe how these celebrities have changed especially number 14 (laughs) stuff like that you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to. It might be good. You do, you do find yourself clicking through those things. And then my MacBook fucking shuts down and breaks. Because <laughs> there was a virus on page 14. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> people. I mean, like, but that wouldn't be allowed, like, in any other print media. Like, you're not allowed to. You'd get sued if you lied in a newspaper or a book if you just, like, Fucking tricking people all the time. The internet is like, oh, it's fucking like the wild west free for all. Just say what you fucking like. It's kind of what's good about it. Less rules. I guess, yeah. Well, uh, you want to go on these bloody fucking 14 celebrities. <laughs> but you kind of do realize like two pictures in and they're like, oh shit, why am I doing this? 
Yeah, but they're clever, man. It's strange one, though, actually. I'm, you've made me think about it there. Like, I was thinking, should the internet be regulated? Like, you said, like, that's the good thing about it, and that's completely true. Like, but then there's so much stuff that annoys me. You don't have to go on the things that annoy you. <laughs> I, I don't want earwax removers coming up on my anymore, and I think that's a violation of my human rights. <laughs> uh. When do you next want to do something? Sexual. Have something special planned? What, like something, something sexual together? <laughs> Probably not. Are you recording? <laughs> Dude, I said, like, we should do, talk about that before. Like, don't... We'll talk about that after. Leave it out. But dude, I'll come around. You know me. Actually, <laughs> I'll be around in 20 minutes, man, if you need me. After the lockdown, it'd be time to drop down. Do with a... Bummy today. With a what? I'm not sure if I should repeat it. It's fine. Bummy. <laughs> you got a finger. Yeah, it's not a bumming though, is it? That's a good count. That's a fucking. That's not. You know what I'm talking. We shouldn't be talking about this on air, man. Because um, our poor listeners. <laughs> Stop listening now. If you were listening to this now, crosses. Not had the foresight to edit this bit out. <laughs> just fucking stop, guys. You're fucking like, you idiot. I'm just gonna, I'm probably gonna end up slagging you off for me. Being offensive. Yeah, there you go for it. <laughs> I mean, I've said bumming. I think like, I, I think I've, you know, screwed up already. I was on the train the other day. I was saying bumming, bumming. <laughs> Can't say that. He didn't like it. Who didn't? The train driver. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I just... You asked the ticket inspector. No, I haven't got a ticket, but you know what I do have? We have some bumming abilities. <laughs> I can hear you getting nervous about everything. Yeah, because I'm thinking, fuck, like, I said bumming now. <laughs> you know that's got to be freaked out, right? That bit seriously, Ross. Yeah, bleep it out and text in, listeners. Text in to our number and guess what I was saying. <laughs> it wasn't bummers. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Ross. I feel like I've ruined your fucking podcast, man. <laughs> it's fine. You've been very PG. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in that as a funny mood, but I'm just so desperate to be funny for your podcast. They're like, oh, what's funny? Bummer, bummer is just funny, isn't it? <laughs> I'm digging myself into a deeper hole, man. Yeah, I don't even know what you're worried about. Getting punched by a bummer. <laughs> They're quite good, man. They've got, like, really limp arms, so they can swing really hard. Get knocked out, man, trust me. <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. Yeah, I know, but that can't <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You can't. I can't be, you know, on record saying that. Giving Bryson Ross, <laughs> I got in trouble for saying I consider would I consider voting Tory. They <laughs> told me off for that. <laughs> what do you to say when I'm just stereotyping and using bing words? A b word. I still I don't think bumming is a bad word. Don't say it. We've said it enough, man. Because <sighs> it could be anyone doing it. Uh, actually, listeners, 
oh, you were thinking I was talking about a man. I, w- I was getting bummed by a woman and what well, I was thinking about. <laughs> it's you. It's you, listeners, <laughs> who are the racists. You're kidding me. Bummed by Nothing, sorry, I was just imagining <laughs> what it would be like to get bummed by a lady. I didn't really need to imagine it was more remembering. <laughs> it was just like I got had a wave of nostalgia. I've overcome <laughs> the good old days. When it comes up on the TV show and it, the screen becomes like smoky, it's like dilly, 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 and just remembering. <laughs> absolutely dominated in, in the ass like a Bisto advert you know when they're like oh, they've got a northern guy like, sometimes it's right and you're like oh, I'm back in the day back in the day I walked up the cobbles <laughs> two two for two hours just for a little bump <laughs> <laughs> you Bisto you was Bisto I don't know where I'm going <laughs> Ah, Bisto. <laughs> you know what? I like. It does kind of look like Bisto when you bump. Okay. <laughs> so the my joke makes sense. But it's fine. I actually do do that. So you do what? But I mean... <laughs> Who? Oh, I hope my mum doesn't listen to this. You promised your mum as a listener. <laughs> I, I needed one. <laughs> My mum, your mum, me and you. All listeners. Yeah, sorry, mum. <sighs> Gonna have to leave it all right. <laughs> You can just keep what you're saying because you're not like. Fine. I'm saying like, that. You've got to bleep it all. No, man, you're on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like my cigarette. I was like, shit. Cool. All right, we should do this again, man. Yeah, all right. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry, fart. Did you hear that? Was that a fart? Yeah, I blew off. You blew off? I've not heard that in ages. You blow off. <laughs> blow off is what you do after a good bumming. <laughs> Can I have a little wee out your tinkle? I do actually need a wee. I knew, man, you see, because... I could hear it. That, I mean, this is the longest I've been without a wee for today. <laughs> is that because I'm so engaging? Like... It's because, yeah, time just flies. Well, it's been fun, man. I've had a blast. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> sorry, mum. And sorry, sorry Russ's mum. But um, sponsor us on our Patreon account. <laughs> we will send you... Um, a... The bait and script of this entire hour written down. Russ is going to write it with a fountain pen. Then. Oh my god! Imagine. Not even going to photocopy it. Russ is going to write. <laughs> that Mills will probably want one. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to force him to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, um, give us ten pounds. Yeah, we give you a shout out, Jack Mills. We talk about bumming you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jack! I happen to know Jack. He's kind of into that kind of stuff. <laughs> You were going to tell me a story. It's the song Darkness Well, and it's about I smashed all the three windows on my girlfriend's house at the time. 
after an argument, but I didn't do it on purpose. That's that's important. Everyone knows that. So don't worry. You see me walking past your house with a bag of bricks. It's just I'm, a, you know. I'm... How how was it not on purpose? No, it was just it was really unlucky of me. We had me, her, and her brother. Hmm. This is the thing. I'm not sure how much detail I can go into because. Well, I'm not giving any names, am I? So, like, names, her, yeah. her mother was um, extremely ill in mental hospital, like they're like the really like schizophrenic, and so me, her, and her brother kind of lived at the house, and her brother was quite young, like fourteen, fifteen, and me and her were young as well. And this is we were seventeen, and she was a year older than me, and like, like. There was a few months it was just us there, and this is when that happened. And then one night I bought like a bottle of vodka, and, like for me and her to drink, and then we let her, her brother drink a bit as well. And it, uh, I think this is like the first time he drank. Like I think he's like year nine or something. Put like you know, probably you know shouldn't have given him so much vodka. But it ended up like me and him getting some kind of fight. I got really drunk as well. And then me and her got in an argument, but we used to fight a lot. And anyway, they pushed me out the front door. And then I was really angry. So I picked up a handful of gravel off the driveway. And I was like, think, trying to throw it at her brother. <laughs> who, right. shit, I just, I even just told you as a kid. So now I'm admitting to stoning a child. You were a child also, man. I was, yeah, I was a child. It's fine. Anyway, it didn't hit him. It didn't hit him anyway. It was a big drunken argument, and unlucky for me, bits of the gravel managed to hit three different windows and crack them. Oh shit! All, like really badly, and they're like expensive double glazing oh. windows. And broke like three windows, and they were not happy. And I slept in the bush around the corner until the morning. Oh, why didn't you didn't just go home? No, because I was fucking. I was mashed, man. Oh, okay. Shit. Cool. Anyways, man, uh, good to chat to you. Uh, we'll have to... Amazing. Good, lovely catch-up. Yeah, lovely catch-up. Thanks for coming on, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. You're a fascist. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> cheers, bud. Well, there you go, then. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Liam for joining me and for making his own intro. Very helpful indeed. And here's the song about Liam being an asbo and breaking his ex-girlfriend's mum's windows. This is Brightworks with Darkness Wow. I don't know where this starts So I drink and I sing till I fall down in your arms And they are open wide I crash there when I like You don't put up a fight Shut up, I'm not embarrassed like you left me in your
I did the crime all right But I'm not the violent type How I wish that I stopped the fight On the night when the moonlight never shone so bright And you couldn't hold me back The night when I lost track You couldn't hold me back On the night when the moonlight never shone so black I've never felt so low The night at the window I've never felt so blue And the moonlight shone right through you I've never felt so low The night at the window I've never felt so blue And the moonlight shone right through you And can't you see 